0: hey everyone and welcome to the pisgah podcast again you're back
1: we are your host i'm mangler and that is drew and you are listening to pisgah we're coming to you live from the outdated trail map on the side of highway 276
0: Well, do you want to jump straight into these uh, news and updates, Mangler?
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, Spring is popping off. There's lots of events and allergies.
0: Yes. I've been sick for about five weeks straight. If you can't tell by my voice, I'm snotty and I've been coughing a lot. And I can't seem to kick it, man. Dude, I've
1: been in and out of allergies from bouncing around to different geo zones. And I think I'm doing okay for right now. But give it a day or two and it'll probably hit me hard. But uh, it's also been a really dry spring, and that's definitely not helping.
0: Right, yeah. Speaking of it being dry, we uh, even had a fire break out below the parkway near 276 last week. And uh, then there was another fire issue at the NC-Tennessee border uh, over by Hot Springs. Uh, They had a prescribed burn that got a little out of hand, and the fire crews, they had to go in and bulldoze a fire break that has taken the Chimney Rocks Trail into a pretty unrecognizable condition so we'll keep you tuned about the reroute and the reconstruction and trail work opportunities that might come up for that but as for now if you want to go get a kom take away from gus michaels you could just go ride the the wide open
1: yeah i did hear about that and that's a, that's a bummer to hear that they had a basically run a dozer up the bottom part of that trail but that's nature and that's kind of yeah. some of the things you run into when you're trying to, to manage a big forest like that
0: and I, I would rather have that than for all the vegetation to be burnt out and it be exposed and turn into mudslides so it sucks it's one of my favorite trails one of my favorite places to ride but uh you know it's going to be there it's going to be back someday and I'm just glad that the landscape is uh, saved because of it
1: and it is called hot springs for a reason because it is warmer there mm-hmm. so that's usually my winter time zone that's for sure
0: yeah definitely
1: but uh we had the grand opening of berm park last weekend and this weekend we wrapped up another downhill southeast race up at massanutten
0: yeah so get your youtube on you can catch both the race replay video and the shorter recap video on the downhill southeast youtube page And if you haven't made it out to Byrne Park yet, well, there's about 15 YouTubers that you can check out their YouTube channels and see what it's all about. And it's pretty awesome.
1: Definitely real fun. I'm looking forward to getting that episode up next week for us. Man, talk about a crowded place, but we won't go in too deep of that because that's what our next episode is. But if you're going to be at the Mountain Creek Downhill Southeast race, uh, I'd love to have you help us out with filming the race runs. And you can hit us up on social media to do that. That'd be awesome. But if not, at least watch the video when we drop it.
0: And uh, coming up uh, next weekend and a week and a half from now is the Green River Games Enduro. Oh, yeah.
1: And I saw they have added a new stage kind of on the high side up
0: above Big Hungry Road. Big Hungry Road as opposed to Little Hungry Road folks. As well as a new jump line being constructed at the Green River Ranch, which is at the bottom of that trail system.
1: Ooh, That'll be fun. Break it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Green River falls off a lot of people's radars. You know, it pops up for the Enduro every year, but it's it's kind of one of my go-to spots also in the wintertime, but I guess it's kind of not a convenient spot for a lot of people, and there's closer stuff that people kind of get in a, the habit of riding sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's definitely kind of at the end of its season right now because it does turn into a poison ivy pit. There's that. But it's cool that they're building new trails out there and uh, building a jump line One thing that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot is, well, I guess we talk about it a whole lot, but one thing, when new trails pop up, people are just psyched to go ride, but Mm -hmm. you got to realize it took people to build those and it took money to build those trails. And, uh, takes money and volunteers to maintain the existing ones as well
1: trails don't make themselves
0: yeah so i got a good interview here with my buddy hugh and his compadre ari about a donation platform that anybody with a strava account can sign up for to make micro donations and participate in some local events uh, as well to help maintain these trails and build new ones
1: i like this idea i'm looking forward to hearing about this
0: Guys, thank you so much for joining the Pisgah Podcast to talk about Love Trails. Before we get into it, I'd like for you guys to go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience, and then we'll talk about Love Trails.
2: Um, Hi, I'm Ari Rousseau. I'm uh, based in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, Uh, co-founder of Love Trails and current CEO, and I do the day-to-day operations of uh, the business.
3: And I'm Hugh Moran. I am the Southeast Regional Manager of Love Trails since uh, this January. I live here locally in Bent Creek, very close to single track, an old roadie, but uh, I've been pretty much strictly doing mountain biking for the last decade or so. And so
0: Love Trails is uh, an app that helps people give back and helps maintain trails. So let's talk about that, what it is, and how it works.
2: Okay, so there are two basic, call it two tools to the donations the one is a mobile app which is for one time donations it's for anybody can just download the app and make a donation uh, to a group in the in the vicinity where they might find themselves and the other one is a more web based uh, application called trail care and that's a tool for people to link their strava accounts for those that want to use it and want to do that and pledge per mile a donation to the local group where they might be finding themselves to ride. So it could be anywhere in the country where we list these groups. And uh, yeah, you get asked to make a donation according to the number of miles that you've just ridden or hiked or ran in a specific area. That's geofenced for a trail group.
0: That's very neat. So when you have an area mapped, when you have an area that is geofenced for this, and you have the app turned on, but you haven't pledged yet, Uh, maybe you go to a new area that that has been recognized that will automatically let you know, like, hey, you're riding in a new area. Maybe you'd like to donate to this this trail care club.
2: Yes. So once you sign up at trail.care, you link uh, your Strava account and you link a debit or credit card and you uh, determine what percent or what uh, amount you want to pledge per mile. Uh, that's all your choices you, you have in the setup process. It will detect your Strava activities from then onwards. So whether you run, whether you hike, whether you ride on a road bike or on a mountain bike, if you do that, any of those Strava activities within a geo-fenced area, Of a listed group with us, it will tell you in an email, a very friendly email afterwards, that you've done, according to Strava, you've done an activity. We multiplied it by the amount you pledged, and this is the result. Do you want to approve this donation? So you could go anywhere in the country where we've listed a group, and we will send you an email once you're in that geofenced area, once your activity is complete.
0: Is there a feature where you could donate or pledge for other riders? Maybe you have uh, some youngsters or something and they can't pledge for themselves, or you've got a partner or somebody that's uh, interested and you can uh, pledge on their behalf?
2: Unfortunately, it's, it's a one-on-one thing in the sense that um, you have to link a, either a Strava account, and that must be your account, and it must be a credit or debit card. So it must be the holder of the card. Okay. Um, so those are linked. You can obviously get a child to sign up, but I don't think that's the idea. Sure. But what we do do is the opportunity to get the child to write with the child, with a dad's Strava account, and the dad could then sponsor the child uh for that that activity so there they are different options that we have but basically it just boils down to one person one credit card one strava account
0: okay very neat and so how are we applying this uh in pisgah currently do we have just the whole uh, mesh over the whole area, or is it very localized to the national forest, state forest, etc.?
2: Um, so what we'll find is um, most cases uh, when a group sign up, and a, a group I mean, a volunteer, usually a non-profit volunteer trail organization. It's the trail volunteers that look after these trails. When they sign up, uh, we encourage them to be careful with how they do fence their trails. Uh, you don't want to cast your your fence too wide so that you get into areas where people do not really maintain trails and uh, i mean i wouldn't like to get an email from trail care that says or love trails that says you've ridden on a road or a trail maintained by somebody and i know that that road is not maintained by the <laughs> organization right so so we want them to be be careful with how they do it. They've got a tool. They can do it themselves. We can do it for them if they don't want to do it themselves. And uh, be careful about that. In the case of like Pisgah, uh, area Sorba, they literally are responsible for trails in the Pisgah National Forest, Pisgah Ranger District. So we just do fenced the whole Ranger District for them. The same goes with uh, call it across the road from the Blue Ridge Parkway into Bank Creek. We've done that as well for them because they also look after those trails, as well as Richmond Hill Park, just north of, of the city there. They're also responsible for maintaining those trails. So it's very specific uh, what we do, friends.
0: I think having a targeted approach is more beneficial to not just the user, but to the club as well. Like you say, you yeah. know, if somebody's obviously not putting the work in there or worse, it is an area that is under their control, but is hard to reach and is not being maintained. You don't want people to think that the money is just going nowhere.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, you know, also, you find now that people for the first time really see what areas are maintained by these groups. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are totally ignorant uh, about where people work, where volunteers work, you know, or which volunteers work in in what areas. So we make it very easy now for them to understand what's happening on the ground.
0: Yeah, I think we, uh, in the age of social media, it's hard to hide from stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. So let's talk about the events, I guess. What are we currently looking at in... In our region what do we have going on?
3: Uh, sure we have uh, two big events both last the duration of May 12 a.m. on May 1st all the way to the end of May May 31st. Uh, the first is called Love Trails Challenge Pisgah and it's benefiting Pisgaria Sorba Sorba. Uh, you sign up on trail care and for the the month of May we're going to track we're going to have a, a leaderboard, a Strava-like leaderboard, and we're going to track uh, top donors and we're also going to track most miles ridden during the month of May and have prizes for the top 35 in each category for that Pisgah event. The other one is with Asheville on Bikes. We have geofenced the city limits of Asheville And so all of the Strava activity that's connected to trail care during the month of May is going to help benefit Asheville on bikes. And, you know, the great advocacy work that they do, uh, cycling infrastructure they do for commuters, for road racers, for pedestrians, for for children riding bikes, um, too. So that's that's the essence. Um, And again, uh, great prizes from, uh, you know, a host of great sponsors um, for both events.
0: Yeah, for certain. How if somebody wanted to host or start a local event? How how did they do it? Who do they contact?
3: Contact me. We would uh, love to coordinate with a, you know a local event, and uh, have it be a fundraising mechanism for, say, X event. They don't want to raise funds for themselves, but they want to have it go to the Boys and Girls Club, or to. Homeward Bound or the charity of their choice. So that's an opportunity for already existing event promoters to use this tool to uh, you know, encourage their participants to use and then um, have some donations flow to the charity of their choice.
2: What is nice about the Trail Care uh, tool that we use for um, events like these ones is that um, anybody can really that has a that Strava account can participate. It's, it's kind of a leveler of the participation. It's not just uh, how many miles I can ride or who comes first, like in tri- more traditional events. You know, it's always the the top, uh, you know, the racers that would win the top prizes. Here it's a mix of how many miles you do as well as how big the pledge you make. So it could literally be an, a, a situation where the top, a cyclist in town uh, pledges 10 cents per mile and does 100 miles over the week uh, over the month but another person that's not that good at at riding their bikes they want to go and just have a fun one ride in the whole month but they pledge literally a hundred dollars per mile you know so Mm -hmm. they could win the competition so it, it, it's a fun element to it, but it's also a serious element to it. You know, those people that don't necessarily can go out and volunteer to maintain, maintain trails. They don't volunteer at events, but they feel they want to participate. Even if they just walk mm-hmm. two miles within the Jew fence area with a Strava account, they can pledge, you know, per mile and they can donate.
0: That encourages participation in a different way, because let's face it, you know, as much as people like to say they want to go out and do the trail work. Well, one, not everybody has the time allotted to do that. And a lot of people, I mean, frankly, there's just some people, I don't want touching a tool.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Sure. And, and, you know, we know from, from research, uh, when we started out with this, that there's literally 95% of people that use the trails never contribute. It's a tiny handful of people that are those people that will go out over the weekend, do some trail work or help out at an event, volunteer at an event for fundraising. Right. Or will maybe join the club at $50 a, a year or whatever. And they feel they've done something. But then there are, you know, this opportunity to really, whenever you ride, you just, I we, we like to call it, you tip the trail volunteer because every time you ride you just leave a small tip and it it eventually adds up to some substantial numbers
0: yeah i like that i like equating it to a tip
3: yeah yeah and it's um had a new user go out and uh use trail care for the first time last week and didn't do very much or um but it was seven cents i think was and uh Sure, I'll donate seven cents, but that seven cents adds up. You know, every little counts. Um and it does add up and that's what Pisgary Sorbus said too. It's like, yeah, this is great.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure it's seven cents from one person, but if you have a hundred people that raised seven cents, then, then you actually have a you know, a day's worth of seventy work for, cents. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for seven dollars. Seven dollars. However, you yeah. get there, you know, it's uh, it's not nothing.
2: Yeah, you know, um, uh, the more successful groups has found that this is a, it's a good cash flow tool for the volunteers. You know, they have to put in some gas in the tools um, to go out and cut down a tree or whatever it is. This is this is a nice you know cash flow for them. Uh, the money is immediately available. It goes directly into their their account that we set up for them and so they can use that money it's available they don't have to wait for that check once a year when people send in a check on uh give day or whatever it is you know so uh, yeah it's it's quite a handy tool for them
0: so this is where we're at now with it uh do, do you have plans for the future are there any more is there uh expansion plans for for this app or for um
2: yeah there's there's another there's another aspect to the um to both these tools, call it the mobile app and then the Trailcare Strava tool. Uh, we reward people. Uh, we've got a rewards program. So we encourage people to, to ride often or whatever the activity is. If they want a trail run, they can trail run. And it adds up. So uh, like we talk about that tip that you leave, it might be only one dollar today we don't charge your card for that one dollar we add it up till it reaches a five dollar threshold and then we charge the card so that you don't get you know bogged down with these small transactions and it becomes a costly thing. so uh, every time that you, you you reach your five dollar threshold, we charge the card for that amount and then when you reach um, a total accumulatively of fifteen dollars, then you qualify for a reward. And we've got rewards partners, fantastic people. They're very generous. Uh, One is in your area there in in North Carolina, um, Cognitive MTB. There's one uh, big online store, the Gear Addict. And then we have your local Asheville Trails and Taps. They offer very great um, discounts for their products. And so you get rewarded for doing your, your $15 eventually even if it takes a long time for some people to reach that $15. Um, what we have now is a drive where even if you just download the app or just sign up at Trailcare, you get a discount anyway of, at, the, at those partners. So they're very generous. They help us a lot. And we give back immediately even before you pledge your first cent. So um, we want to c- encourage people. We know that once people sign up, they keep donating. That's the wonderful sticky thing about the app. Um, uh, we've had, I can count on one hand, how many people has actually either deleted the app or stopped donating uh, because it's such a small amount, you never feel it really. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really small amount that, that, that we talk of here that you leave as a tip. And uh, so people find that, uh, you know, you feel good when you do it anyway, and you get rewarded for doing that.
3: And, and, and signing up is super easy, maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've just got to connect your Strava to TrailCare, put your email in, take a box, give them permission, put your credit card in, and boom, you're ready to go.
2: Yeah, and you only do it once. You only do it once. And it,
3: it, yeah. it really, I think it literally takes about 30 seconds okay. um, to do it if you have your card handy. So it's super easy to do, super easy to get started. You can always change your donation amount to. You're not stuck to donating a dollar a mile if that's where you start. You can always reduce it to a penny per mile. Like wait a minute. I've uh, upped my miles. I ride. I got to cut my budget back. So you're so, so <laughs> right exactly. Um I had to do that. during or, earn... or maybe
0: in the winter time when you ride less cuz there's less daylight hours, maybe you, you donate more. You, know, you donate more per mile.
3: And yeah, there's a lot of trail work that needs to be done due to, you know, freeze and thaw in the winter as well. So you're you know you're in control, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you can get that uh, notification email and decide you don't want to and delete it as well. So that's a nice thing about it, um, as well as you're you're totally in control. But after every ride, I go home, I check my email, mm-hmm. and there's a notification. There's a you know a cool little quote from like I don't know Eddie Merckx or, um, <laughs> <laughs> or someone relevant to cycling usually. And, uh, you know, congratulations, Hugh, it's, you know, you've rode 10 miles out in Bent Creek and would you like to donate to X amount? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. It's, it's a fun part of that process when you go home and you look at your, um, you know, your Strava and you know, your times or, you know, uh-huh. how, how, how you're working on that KOM <laughs> or so it's, an, it's just another cool thing to be involved.
0: Right on. I like it. And so we, I guess we did mention already that, um, you know, you could put an event on, would this be something that would be uh, a tool that maybe uh, a collegiate program could use as a fundraiser? Or would this be something that a NICA team could use as a fundraiser at one of their events or races, perhaps?
3: Absolutely. Um, Ari, you can talk about the the technical way of doing that. But I think that um, for any group that we partner with, then yes, we can help a collegiate team. Um, They could use it at their collegiate events. Um, of course, it's collegiate riders who would be doing <laughs> the donating, but maybe they get sponsors from um, from parents or family members too. So, th- yeah, there's all sorts of ways um, to raise funds for um, these different groups.
2: Yeah, um, we usually say if you can geofence it, you can use it, mm-hmm. uh, because literally you can geofence a school's uh, campus and get all the activity in that geofenced area. And you can do it for one event for one day. Literally the, the person that controls that will will draw the geofence with a little tool that's that's on the website. And uh, after the day's event, they just uh, delete it again. So it's very easy and it's very friendly to do that. Um, so you can literally uh, geofence something for an event, even if it's just an hour or two. Uh, remember just that once you geofence it, once you decide the times that it will kick in and when it will end, all the activity of your Strava account will be collected and tracked once you end that activity and we will send you that email. But yeah, it's it's open for use by many. And we like to focus on nonprofits because we think they always need money. So we tend to be very friendly and accommodative with uh, any nonprofit that wants to do a fundraising event,
3: and I think a lot of nonprofits, or not all of them, spend a lot of their time fundraising. Right. When we really want, say, Area Sorba out there with equipment and you know shovels and chainsaws, that's that's the work that we we want done: maintaining trails that are friendly to the ecosystem, um, that don't erode into the streams and affect the trout population or you know all the other critters in the ecosystem. Um, too.
0: So are there spots that cannot be geofenced because of certain restrictions? I I feel like I remember early on in the Strava days that uh, like DuPont Forest did, they wanted to be removed from their maps. They they ultimately weren't able to be, but are there places that are like that, that you can't control?
2: I mean, it's it's basically just a technical setting. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not a, it's all virtual so you don't literally have to ask people's permission okay. it's just a way if you can if you can ride there with your bike we can track you so it's whether it's a restricted area and you're not allowed in even if we do fence it you will never be allowed in and so we will never track an activity of you inside that restricted area if you if you Understood. know what i mean yeah, we I we it's it's down to the user whether they are within a geofence area that that we uh that, you know, that we've drawn virtually so um but if you're not allowed in we won't track you there anyway
3: and back to dupont we should also mention that uh, they are geofence and they are receiving donations Good. Uh, so go and ride yeah. DuPont after you've set up Trail Care and uh, give to the good folks at uh, Friends of DuPont Forest. Now, there's other trail groups, Danahela, and then G5 Trail Collective. We're going to be coming for you for an event after <laughs> some of these great new trails get built this summer. So we're excited about partnering with them as well. And that's in the works.
2: Yeah. Uh, Drew, I think the the other thing is just um, you've touched on that already. But literally, once you sign up and you go anywhere in the country, and eventually we hope anywhere on the globe, and we geofence an area, you will receive uh, a notification. Whether you know it or not, um, we will tell you you've been in an area that has been uh, maintained by somebody, and it's to the benefit of that that business or that organization. So that's the neat thing about it. You never have to guess again, or never have to go back and say, promise yourself, you're gonna go to your computer tonight and find out who is responsible for the these fantastic trails. We will tell you, you don't have to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's super important. If it's out of, out of people's mind, they don't have to maybe necessarily think about it every time that you guys are thinking about it for them. That's uh, that's valuable for us all.
2: Yeah.
3: Right, and you're donating to the trails that you actually ride too, by riding them. So it's that's a, that's a pretty neat thing too. So I go out and do um, ride down Inglesfield. I know that you know the money that I go home and donate is going to go to Vizcarra Sorba, who maintains that trail.
0: And if you went on vacation somewhere and you rode there, uh, you know maybe maybe you do have a normal tithe to your local trail club, but you're, you're ride somewhere across the country for, you know, a week. Yeah. Maybe you just kind of feel like, you know, you need to pay your dues there because you had a good time and a good vacation and you appreciated the work they were doing.
3: Tip them as well.
2: Yeah. No, that, that, that's the, that's almost to me the most satisfactory of having this app out there and using it myself. Uh, I travel quite a bit and, uh, Every time I've been out on my Strava, um, whether I was just hiking in the mountains or whatever it was, I received that email, and it's it's a nice feeling to get that email. Uh, it's not going to break the bank, and you give back. You know, it's it's always a good feeling to do that.
3: And and while t- these two events that are upcoming are focusing on mountain biking and you know cycling in Asheville city limits, um, you know. Yeah, the vision here is for all trail users of all activity types—mountain you know, bikers and walkers and trail runners, bird watchers, horseback riders—to uh, donate their fair share. Good. Yeah, we all need to pitch in.
0: Yeah.
2: So the important thing is just go to trail dot care, type it in, and it will guide you through five easy steps. Uh, It's really easy.
3: That's a good spot. And if you want to find out about the events, and there's also links to um, TrailCare there, then it's uh, lovetrails.com slash events.
0: Excellent. We'll put both of those websites in the show notes too, so people have a clickable link.
3: Great. Fantastic.
0: Well, yeah, thanks again for discussing this with us. Uh, I appreciate the the product. It's uh, definitely a very excellent thing that I think the community is going to be grateful for for years to come.
2: Thank you for having us, Drew. Yeah,
3: yeah. thank you, Drew.
1: So one thing that I encounter quite a bit while out in my travels is I'll ride these small kind of remote trail systems. I'll put it that way. And maybe there's not like a ton of signage. Uh, Maybe found it on trail forks or a friend of a friend recommended it or something like that. It's an awesome trail system. And I'm like, man, I'd like to, you know, throw these guys 10, 20 bucks or something, but I don't know how to do it. And then I'm back on the road to the next thing. And I kind of forget about it. I really like this idea of like the micro donations. And hopefully this is something that that really catches on.
0: And I don't see why it won't catch on. I think that we all spend a lot more money on dumber things and smaller things. And think of it as your, you know, in-app purchases on whatever apps you're using. And also really like the way that Hugh equates this to basically tipping your trail builders or tipping your trail advocacy groups.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing that over the past couple of years, I think a lot of people have really Grown to understand a little bit better and how the service industry works. And I'm not saying that trail builders are a service industry, but they do provide a service for us. And I would like to financially, you know, help out any way I can and making more trails, making better trails, et cetera. I think it's a great thing.
0: Well, uh, what have we got in store for the weather this week?
1: Well, you know, Western North Carolina Springs are. Man, they're a roller coaster of up and down. Right now it's uh pretty warm, highs in the low eighties, which you know I say pretty warm, which that's kind of warm for Western North Carolina. But um uh, we're kinda in that spot where some thunderstorms can just pop up, like one popped up last night that I didn't even see on the forecast. So always a challenge. But Saturday this weekend, um calling for some AM showers. The trails are pretty dry and dusty as of yesterday. They might have Gotten a little better after last night's storm, but that storm probably didn't hit all of Western North Carolina. The early part of the week, warm-ish. And then uh looks like there could be some showers and thunderstorms towards the end of the week. But, you know, I'm seeing low precipitation amounts. And, you know, this is the time of year where the trails kind of need some moisture. So it's welcomed. And you know, let's get out and get there, get on some riding with these longer days and you know, warmer temps. It's the trails running good
0: i think we could use a little bit of moisture knock all this pollen out of the air and pack some uh moisture into our trails get that dirt getting grippy again
1: yeah most importantly get the pollen out of the air that'll help us all amen well guys that's a wrap on this week's episode and as always you can find us on social media just search physical podcast and yes we've still got the web store going with shirts water bottles koozies and all kinds of goodies you can check that out at pisgapodcast.bigcartel.com.
0: And if you ever meant to send your local trail club a check, but then you forgot, go ahead and click subscribe and download the Love Trails app and share with your friends, buy your friends a listen to Pisgah t-shirt, water bottle, koozie, just, you know, that stuff. Spread that money around.
1: Well, now i got to figure out which credit card to link to my Love Trails app.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, use the one with your delta miles. And that way your trail miles turn into air miles. That is a good idea.
1: great. Yeah, dog.